0: Amén.
2: be with you. And also with you. Let us pray.
0: Oh God, because without you we are not able to please you, mercifully grant that your Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord,
3: A reading from Exodus. Then the angel of God, who went before the host of Israel, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them, coming between the host of Egypt and the host of Israel. And there was the cloud and the darkness, and the night passed without one coming near the other all night. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And in the morning watched the Lord in the pillar of fire and of cloud, looked down upon the host of the Egyptians, and discomfited the host of the Egyptians, clogging their chariot wheels so that they drove heavily. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from Israel. For the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. So Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea and the sea returned to its wanted flow when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled into it and the Lord routed the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots, and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea, not so much as one of them remained. But the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left, Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did against the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. The word of the Lord.
4: reading from Romans. As for the man who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not for disputes over opinions. One believes he may eat anything, while the weak man eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who abstains, and let not him who abstains pass judgment on him who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the master is able to make him stand. One man esteems one day as better than another, while another man esteems all days alike. Let everyone be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. He also who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God." While he who abstains, abstains in the honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. None of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother. Are you, why do you despise your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of God, for it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall give praise to God. So each of us shall give account of himself to God. The word of the Lord.
5: Oh,
2: The Lord be with you. And with you,
0: the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Saint Matthew. Glory, Glory to, to you, you, Lord Christ. Peter came up and said to Jesus, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the reckoning, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But that same servant, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and besought him, have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you besought me. And should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord delivered him to the jailers till he should pay all his debt. So also my Heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning, we find ourselves back in St. Matthew's fourth great discourse on ecclesiology. He is instructing us on how to be the church. And we find ourselves here on a difficult day, given the lesson. Today is the 10th anniversary of 9-11, and it brings back pain and fear for many, perhaps anger and hatred for others. None of us approach this day unaffected. But yet, on this day, we are challenged by our Lord and the Gospel of Matthew challenged, in very difficult ways. Last week, Jesus taught us how to settle disputes in the community of the church. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and he alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. We learned last week in that lesson how we are responsible to each other and that true acts of love involve not tolerance, but helping one another overcome sin and distortion. This week, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, our Lord focuses on the church as the house of forgiveness. I love the way this parable begins. Peter asks Jesus, Lord... If another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Now, for those of you who might not be aware, Peter is a zealot. Peter is extremely enthusiastic. He is always the first to speak up. He always goes above and beyond the call of duty. He tests and tries our Lord at every turn and twist. And with this opening question... Peter shows his enthusiasm and piety once more. Peter supposes that he is again pushing the boundary of faith and going above and beyond the call of duty. Peter, by his question, is trying to show forth his piety, his devotion, his great faith, and that he is willing to do way more than what is asked, willing to do way more than the law requires. No one should ever, ever, ever have to forgive that much. It is absurd. In reading the gospel lesson, you have to imagine Peter thinking that Jesus will be amazed at his faith and reply, Bless you, Peter. That's way more than anyone should ever forgive. That's a lot more than's asked of you. Peter, I'm proud of you. I could just hug you. Now you must also picture the shock on the face of St. Peter when Jesus does not reply, Great job, Peter. But rather, not seven times, Peter, but I tell you, 70 times seven. 70 times seven. Peter, you are to forgive an infinite amount. You are to forgive without ending. And with this reply, the zealous and brave Peter slumps. Once again, humbled by Jesus Christ. This idea of forgiveness, of course, is unheard of. To forgive and to forgive again over and over without end. It is no wonder Peter's countenance sinks. Jesus ends today's gospel with the example of the unforgiven servant. And he ends with these words. So my heavenly father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Now, bluntly translated, if you do not forgive others or you cannot forgive others, prepare yourselves for hell. If you cannot find it in your heart to forgive others, prepare yourselves for torment. If you do not forgive others, you yourselves will not be forgiven. To the modern ear, this seems all wrong. It can't be. We are advanced enough to know that God would never work this way, or so we think. To the modern believer, faith, the relationship with Jesus, comes about individually and is not intertwined with others. That is to say, a person of faith comes to know Jesus Christ, wants to know more about Jesus Christ, believes in Jesus Christ first, and then that person finds a group of people who share similar ideas. The church, in this way, is secondary at best and not at all necessary. So, as modern Christianity would have it, a saving faith lies in the heart of the individual believer. And that faith can, or maybe not, be lived out in a community of individuals. So, now following the modern American logic of Christianity, forgiveness is a secondary and non-essential business. But the words of Jesus Christ this morning confront that notion, shatter that notion. The words of Jesus Christ challenge to its core the logic of an individual faith. Jesus tells us very clearly faith is held by the church, by the community. And people share in that deposit of faith when they share in the life of the church, when they participate in the life of the church. Faith, then, is not held by the individual. Faith is participated in when one lives within the life of the church. So then, with that proposition, that thesis, if you will, we are forced to ask the question, if you cannot reconcile with others, can you not still reconcile with God? And Jesus very clearly tells us in Matthew's gospel, no, you cannot. If you cannot forgive others, God will not forgive you and you cannot truly live within the faith of the church. Now, let me explain because that's a very, very difficult concept. And if we start on the most basic level, what happens to a person when they cannot forgive someone who has wronged them, someone who has trespassed against them? They end up as a shell of a person, eaten away inside with bitterness, with hatred and remorse. They end up less than human. Through the act of holding a grudge, holding bitterness near to their heart, a person dies inside. They die to goodness, they die to God, and they die to the community. So in that sense, if a person cannot forgive, then a person cannot live to God or live within the community of the church. They don't have the ability because of the bitterness and hatred they hold in their heart. Faith is not something held by the individual. It is something held by the church. Something someone participates in is a member of the body of Christ. If one cannot participate in the community because of bitterness and hatred, that person cannot have faith. At least according to Jesus' words as recorded in Matthew's gospel. When the apostles asked Jesus to teach them to pray, our Lord gave them the prayer we all know and love as the lord's prayer very short minimalist prayer if you will contains very few articles we're told to pray for the kingdom of god to come we are told to pray for the will of god to be done we are told to ask only for our immediate and daily needs and we ask for forgiveness of our sins and trespasses as we forgive the (laughs) sins and trespasses of others Jesus teaches us in this prayer what is essential, essential to life. First, the kingdom and will of God, the sustenance that God provides us. Second, and forgiveness from God and our forgiveness of others. God's forgiveness goes hand in hand with our forgiveness of others. To hold a grudge is to walk the road to perdition. So then the all-important question, how do we forgive others? Now, if any of you are anything like me, at times it's very, very hard to forgive other people. Sometimes it seems beyond impossible to forgive others. And if it seems that way, that's because it is impossible, at least on our own accord and under our own power. Some of us have had heinous and horrid acts committed against us others of us have been humiliated by others and still others of us have been ruined by the deeds of men and so our pain and anguish run deep so deep that we cannot find forgiveness not only can we not find it we do not want or wish to find it but find it we must And to do so, we must pray for grace and for strength. We must pray for mercy. We must pray that God will give us those things we need to find forgiveness for the sins done against us. We must constantly hold those who have done us wrong in prayer. We must constantly offer those people who have committed sins against us to God. We must, without fail, ask God to help us forgive them... For what they have done to us. Now to help us in that venture. We must prayerfully think on. Remember. Meditate on. What God has forgiven us for. For we too my brothers and sisters. Have committed heinous acts against God. We have denied him. Mocked him. Forgotten him. And even turned against him in our own lives. Now the finest and first example of this is our beloved and zealous friend, Peter. Peter, who is said to be closest to Jesus, who is said to be the leader of the followers of Christ, the rock, Kaipha, the rock upon which the church is built, Peter, the bold and the brave, denies Jesus Christ three times when Jesus is in his hour of need. In fact, Peter's last act before our Lord's crucifixion and death was to deny knowing him. As Jesus suffers in agony and dies while all around mock and humiliate him, Peter runs away. We all do the same over and over again. Peter was forgiven. We are forgiven. And we must forgive others. Faith is not an individual proposition. Faith is participated in the community. It is held in community. And to live in that community, we have to, must forgive others. Or we will not be forgiven ourselves. Our God is a God of forgiveness. Infinite forgiveness. We worship a God whose mercy and forgiveness knows no end and extends to all. And to share in the life of Christ we must also share in a life of forgiveness. If we share in the life of Christ, we must also share in a life of forgiveness. So beloved, pray. Pray for your enemies and for those who have done you wrong. Pray that you may show them mercy as our Father in heaven shows each and every one of us mercy upon mercy upon mercy upon mercy. And if you cannot find it in your heart to forgive, pray that you may want to forgive. And if you cannot find it in your heart to want to forgive, pray that you may find it in your heart to want to want to forgive. For that is a start. Brothers and sisters, give thanks this day as well. Give thanks for the house of forgiveness. Give thanks to our God who forgives each and every wrong done to him, done to others, and done to us. And let us take our part and share in the faith of the church. Let us commit ourselves to the forgiveness of others so that our Father in heaven will show us the same. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His holy church. We believe in one God.
6: Of the people are found on page nine, kneeling. With all our hearts and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, for the salvation of our soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the holy church of God, and for the unity of all people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Duncan, our bishop, Jeffrey, our priest, and for all the clergy and the people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Barack, our president, Haley, our governor, and Melvin, our mayor, and for all the leaders of the nation, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. For the county of Jones, the city of Laurel, and for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For seasonable weather and for an abundance of fruit of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the good earth which God has given us and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the aged and infirmed, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Erica Adams, Alfredo Autumn, Dewey Blackledge, Beth Boykin, Dowdell Brown, Gene Jackson Bullock, Tim Busby, Caesar Centero. Luca Ceraldo, Sylvia Ellis, Bonnie Gardner, Clemente Avenel, Leroy Jensen, Alex Carras. Mitch Malden, Susan McCollum, Randy Metters, Jean Miller, Austin Morgan, Cherie Parrish, Jenny Luquang, Ashley Rogers, Michael Rubenstein, Amber Russell, Dawn Russell, Casey Smith, Wendy Sneed, Henry Temple, John Todd, Hollis Wagamot, Kitty Waspack, Sherry Waldrop, and Lynn Welliver. And for all those who suffer from chronic illnesses, and for those we now name, let us pray to the Lord. For those celebrating birthdays, especially Pat Bailey, Beth Brazier, Philip Higginbotham, Chris Peavy, and Lee Walters. And for those celebrating anniversaries, especially Bubba and Paula Watkins, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For those with child, especially Allison Albruton, Lauren Cook, Kristen Gard, Maggie Farrell, Elizabeth Hancock, Elizabeth Lindsay, Lauren Killam, Jennifer Malone, Vanessa Rustin, Dasha Thielen, and Casey Gibbons. Wh- Whitson, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbel, Luis Labalthazar, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Butler, Melissa Kleckler, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamalo, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, R.P. Powell, Howard Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vinson, Kerry Walker, James Warner, Mark Waters, white welch and joshua yarborough and for those men and women who bravely fought and gallantly died for their country let us pray to the lord Lord, for the absolution or remission of our sins and offenses let us pray to the lord Lord, that we may end our lives in faith and hope without suffering and without reproach let us pray to the lord Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. Lord, have mercy. In the communion of our ever blessed Virgin Mary, Saint John, our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God.
0: He, o Lord our God. Write deeply upon our minds, O Lord our God, the lessons of thy holy word that only the pure in heart can see thee. Leave us not in the bondage of any sinful inclination. May we neither deceive ourselves with the thought that we have no sin, nor idly acquiesce in all to whereof our conscience accuses us. Strengthen us by thy Holy Spirit to fight the good fight of faith, and grant that no day may pass without its victory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we, we confess, confess that, that we, have
7: we have sinned against you and fought.
0: Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you.
7: Good morning, everybody,
0: Everybody and uh, welcome to church today on this back-to-church Sunday. Uh, We had a wonderful, wonderful breakfast this morning. Uh, We had a lot of good fellowship, and Sunday school started back in earnest. Um, So thank you to all who made that happen. Uh, It was a really a truly wonderful morning. Uh, Tonight, EYC begins at at 5 o'clock, so note that. Also today at 4 p.m., I will begin the Fall Inquirer's Confirmation classes. So if you're interested... And, uh, joining the Episcopal Church or learning more about the faith. Uh, this is a class for you. Tonight we will start by looking at the Holy Eucharist uh, in slow motion, as it were, or we'll pick apart and explain why we do what we do and why we say what we say, where it comes from, and what it all means. Uh, again, that's at four o'clock. There is a nursery provided. Uh, other than that, I think this, this, everything else in the bulletin is, is self-explanatory, uh, But again, I do want to welcome everyone here for Back to Church Sunday and thank you for all making it so special. Offer to God your sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vows to the Most High. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks especially today for the church as the house of forgiveness, the fountain and giver of faith. We offer special intentions that God's grace, mercy, and peace may abide in us so that we are able to forgive others. Today, especially, we remember all those whose lives have been affected by the terrorist attack on 9-11. Especially those families who are still trying to rebuild and make sense of their lives. And we remember those especially who lost their life. May their souls and the souls of all the faithfully departed, through the mercy of God, rest in
2: peace. Amen. The Lord be with you.
7: And also
2: with you. Lift up your hearts.
1: We lift them to the Lord.
2: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
1: It is right to give Him thanks and praise.
2: It is right and a good and joyful thing. Always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For by water and the Holy Spirit you have made us a new people in Jesus Christ our Lord to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore,
0: the night he was handed over to suffering and death our lord jesus christ took bread and when he had given thanks to you he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this for the remembrance of me After supper he took a cup of wine and when he had given thanks he gave it to them and said drink this all of you for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins whenever you drink it do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And we celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him.
2: Now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are behold to say Let us pray.
0: Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world amen may the peace of god which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of god and of his son jesus christ our lord and the blessing of god almighty the father the son and the holy ghost be upon you this day and remain with you always amen
2: The Lord be with you. With
0: you. The mass is ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God.